Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days in the podcast. And that's kind of fun to say again. So let's recap the winning card for Thursday. Well, in college football, I'm just shaking my head. I was pounding my fist. I could not believe what I witnessed. I had South Florida and Syracuse first half under the 28 and a half. South Florida gets two defensive touchdowns in the first half, including a scoop and score in the closing seconds of the first half. I don't know how that clock had not run out prior to that. Just crazy football. South Florida made the right call. They elected not to take a 10-second runoff on a intentional grounding, and that allowed them basically to beat me and cash the ticket with a defensive touchdown. Oh, boy. Yeah, that one stung a little bit. In the National Football League, uh, I made a bad bet here. New Orleans Saints plus the four. That was the wrong read. That was the wrong call. I paid the price and lose the ticket. The prop bets go two and one. It was an overnight Shouldn't have bet any unders. I did. I had Stafford under the 247.5, so that was a loser. But I do cash on Shahid over the 31.5 yards receiving. I cash on Higby over the 22.5 yards receiving. So at least the prop bets have a good night. And then the first quarter under cashes with the Saints and the Rams on a night that goes over at least the first 15 minutes of football. Stayed under the number, so I got to cash that ticket. Then in college basketball, it finally happened. I finally had that breakout night. I run the table. I cash on Sacred Heart, minus the three. I cash on Troy, minus the three and a half. I cash on Charleston, plus the one and a half. I cash on San Diego State, minus the seven and a half. You back Sacred Heart on Twitter, so thanks for the votes and thank you for the winner. We cash two units on them. Coin flips, well, they finally had a bad night, but I didn't need them. I had the Pacers and the Grizz over the 245 and a half. That was a loser. I had the Oilers and the Devils under the seven, and that was a loser. You add it all together, I make 2.2 units for the day, and now we look to make it three straight winning days on Friday. So before I get to the card, quick housekeeping here. First of all, happy holidays to everyone out there. I'm sure a number of you won't have any chance to listen to this podcast until after the holidays now. So thank you once again for listening to this podcast on a consistent basis. Thank you, thank you, thank you is what I'll say there. And I hope everyone has a great time with family and friends over the holiday break. I will be taking a few days off. I think I'll sneak in one or maybe two more podcasts before we hit the road for the holidays, but then I'll be out of pocket probably for two, three days. Then I'll be back after Christmas, probably the podcast dropping on the 26th in the evening. So that's my current plan anyway. Always subject to change. But uh, in case we don't talk again, once again, I wish everyone a happy holiday. So now let's get to the card for Friday, and we start with the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. I'm going to play UCF minus the four and a half against Georgia Tech. So it's a battle of former teams coached by George O'Leary. He's one of my favorite old coaches in college football. Total in this game is 66 and a half. 90% of the previews that I've reviewed like the over. So maybe that should have been my play. That also tells me, though, I probably just need to pick the winner. We're going to have a lot of touchdowns and not field goals in this game. Georgia Tech computer numbers were 63rd in the country, playing the 51st toughest schedule. UCF was the 31st ranked team in the country, playing the 37th toughest schedule. Georgia Tech run defense ranks 
28th in the nation. So UCF should have a ton of success on the ground. Both teams are probably going to have a ton of success on the ground, but I would expect a strong UCF crowd given the easy drive from Orlando to Tampa. The Knights won three of their final four games this season. So let's go ahead and lay the four and a half with UCF against Georgia Tech. Next up, we go to college basketball, and we start with an early tip again. I kind of like that trend. It's Drexel minus the three at Bryant. So Bryant has the best win of the two teams this season. They actually won at a ranked Florida Atlantic team by nine back in November. The Bulldogs of Bryant are seven and six on the season. They average 77.8 points per game. They shoot 44%, but they rank 314th in offensive efficiency and face a team that ranks 37th in defensive efficiency. So that's a combo that really piques my interest. It's always tough to find injury updates for me at the mid-major level anyway, but the leading scorer for Bryant missed the double overtime win over Towson, so his status is unknown today. The Dragons of Drexler, 7-5 and on the season. They're picked third this year in the CAA. They won at Villanova to highlight their resume. Four of their five losses have been by seven or less. Only Princeton has beaten by double digits this season. Drexel shoots 44.8% from the field, but they only score 69.3 points per game. So I'm counting on defense today to get the job done. I'll lay the three on the road with the Dragons of Drexel at Bryant. Next up on the card, it's Chattanooga minus the three and a half at Milwaukee. So I personally saw too many good things in that second half of the Chattanooga game on Tuesday to stay away from this game. The Mocs are eight and three on the season. They average 79.6 points per game. And now with everyone in the lineup, they can go up and down with the best of them. And that's going to be an issue for Milwaukee. The Panthers are still without their leading scorer, and they rank 355th in defensive efficiency. Milwaukee pulled off a nice win at UC Davis a couple games back, but other than that, it's been ugly for the projected second-best team in the Horizon League. They're 4-7 on the season. They've lost four of five games, five double-digit losses, plus they only beat Siena by two this season, and we know Siena is struggling. Milwaukee will improve during the course of the season. They will get healthier, but I just hope it can wait another day. So I'm going to lay the three and a half with the mocks of Chattanooga on the road at Milwaukee. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card, it's another three number. It's the Ohio Bobcats minus the three at Austin P. So the governors of Austin P are six and seven on the season, picked 11th in the preseason media poll, but they've played much better with wins over a pair of Missouri Valley Conference teams. They beat both Murray State and Southern Illinois. Last out, they lost a heartbreaker by one at Western Kentucky as an eight and a half point underdog. So in the last three games, they've played really good basketball. On the season, they're offensively challenged though. They average 66.8 points per game. They shoot just 42.2% from the field, ranking 298th in offensive efficiency numbers. However, they've played a significantly tougher schedule than Ohio. 
The Bobcats enter this one at 6-4 and four on the year. Preseason number three team in the MAC. All four losses for them have been by six or less. So good, tough, competitive losses. Delaware, Middle Tennessee, and Troy are their best wins on the season to highlight the resume. The Bobcats average 81.6 per game, so they can score. I'm going to take offense over defense and lay the three on the road with Ohio at Austin P. Then my final college basketball game on the card. Oh, boy, this could be ugly. It's UCLA minus the three and a half against Maryland. So last year, UCLA won this meeting 87 to 60. This year, don't expect a repeat. UCLA dropped to five and five, losing to Cal State Northridge at home last time out. They've lost four or five basketball games, and their Division I wins this season are over St. Francis, Lafayette, Long Island, and UC Riverside. That's not very impressive. So I have some hope, though, since they do have good competitive losses to Marquette by two, Gonzaga by four, Ohio State by seven, and Villanova by nine. Still, not the UCLA of last year, to say the least. Maryland, on the other hand, they enter this game at seven and four. They have losses to Davidson by three, UAB by three, Villanova by 17, and Indiana by 12. They did beat Penn State, but the resume is light. Both teams can play D. They're both ranked in the top 25 for defensive efficiency, but both teams are offensively challenged. Maryland shoots just 41%. UCLA scores just 68.5 points per game. Maryland has won three straight. UCLA has lost three straight. I kind of like things to reverse always. Numbers don't support it, but this is a motivational handicap. Mick Cronin had that look in his eye after the loss to Northridge. It was the Bob Knight, I'm going to run you look. It was the look my wife gives me when I'm headed to the doghouse. He may not have the horses this year at UCLA, but I do expect to see the maximum effort tonight. So give me UCLA, the Bruins, minus the three and a half against Maryland. Next up, my coin flips, both lost on Thursday. Hopefully they'll bounce back on Friday. It's a two-sided coin. I mean, it's not that tough, I guess. Here we go. In the NBA, it's the Atlanta Hawks at the Miami Heat. Total is 238.5. Heads it is. I'm on the over 238.5 between the Hawks and the Heat. Then on the frozen pond of the NHL, I selected the Edmonton Oilers at the New York Rangers. Total in this one is 6.5. Tails it is. I'm on the under 6.5 between the Oilers and the Rangers. So let's recap my card for a Friday. Can I win a college football game now? I'm asking for a lot, I guess. In the Gasparilla Bowl, I'm on UCF minus the four and a half against Georgia Tech. College basketball, I'm on Drexel minus the three at Bryant. I'm on Chattanooga minus the three and a half at Milwaukee. I'm on Ohio minus the three at Austin P. am on UCLA minus the three and a half against Maryland. So if all those college basketball games finish three points or tighter, I'm going to have a really bad day. I'm hoping for separation. Let's get to that first stage of a blowout in those games and win those things by seven or more, make it a little easier on the ticker. Then in the NBA, coin flip, Hawks and Heat, I'm on the over 238.5. NHL, Oilers and Rangers, I'm on the under 6.5. So that's my card for a Friday. Yeah, I'm overly happy tonight because I finally won in college basketball again. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.